0: Lantern Noir presents
1: Happy hour at the Old Timer Tavern, episode 20. It's Star Wars day. This episode was recorded live on twitch.tv/lanternnoir. Good afternoon and welcome. It is 5 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, which means it is happy hour. We are off the clock and on to something way better. Uh, my name is Rob. I am one of your two hosts. I stream under the nickname Lantern New And I am joined by my usual amazing co-host.
0: Graybeard of Graybeard Uh Yeah, uh, it's my halfway to 104th birthday. Um
1: that's right because your birthday coincides with star wars day
0: exactly we've had this
1: conversation we have had this conversation which is also why despite all of the conversation we've had on twitter about what we were going to be doing today we have completely ditched it for (laughs)
0: something different yeah yeah well it's uh so it is my star wars DD anniversary uh i played I, I went to see star Wars, a new hope when I was eight years old, 1977, uh, my parents had just gotten divorced <laughs> and my, uh, my aunt took me to see star Wars. Um, you know, the, the line was out the door around the block across the other block and up across a drawbridge in the middle of our town. That's how long the line was. Jeez. Yeah, and she had, had my hand, and we were going along, because like I said, I was like seven, eight years old, and uh, she just kept hopping from friend to friend <laughs> until we got close One of those people. <laughs> we got close enough to, to get in on opening night, uh, you know, when she finally got close enough to a friend where she's like, oh, hey, blah, 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 and and got me in to see Star Wars uh, opening night um and then later that weekend i played d d with um a friend of mine who was two years older than me who was friends because of playing soccer with uh playing soccer with someone who was two years older than them and then their brother was four years older than them so their brother was like 16 and i was like eight and he mark Mark had played D&D the year before with Gary Gayax. Oh, wow. In Wisconsin, 1976, Gen Con in Wisconsin. my The DM, my DM, played with Gary Gayax, and that's how he, he found out about D&D. So, yeah, 44 years ago, which is great because, like I said, birthday, Star Wars Day, D&D, all that same weekend, So I always just call it my Star Wars D and D versary. Um, So
1: that is that is a collection of awesomeness.
0: Yes, total light. That is (laughs) a defining moment in my complete nerddom. I would say was uh, (laughs) was that (laughs) with the the convergence of all that stuff to you know
1: well all those all those passions converging on one. I keep doing the math and I. Like somewhere we remember my dad taking me to see it. Yeah. But at this point in 1977, I'm two and a half. Mm. And I, there's probably, I don't, I don't think I saw it for like a year. Yeah. Which granted in 77 was one of those, oh yeah, we still have a showing on a screen back there because the only way to keep making money on it is to keep putting it on a screen somewhere. Yeah. But, uh, he definitely, he definitely got me into it. And I think a lot of my first round of toys came from my dad going, check this out. There are toys for this. <laughs> and I happen to have a three-year-old who can play with them. <laughs> so, cause I definitely had all of the toys. Oh yeah.
0: ah, uh, the tie fighter. This is actually a second run of the, of the tie fighter. The wings still shoot off. Nice. Uh, uh, my, if I can get it open. My pilot is in there. Oh yeah, you can't see him; it's too dark. But uh, with his gun, I still have the gun. Okay, so okay,
1: before we go before we go down this road, let's let's okay. do our okay. housekeeping. Let's do our okay, housekeeping. Okay. Housekeeping. How is right. how is your week of gaming been? Uh,
0: my week of gaming, um, was pretty non-existent. Oh. My in uh indoor was on vacation.
1: Huh.
0: Um my my brother was um uh, was on a camping trip so he was in the middle of nowhere. Um and so we didn't play with the grognards. Sunday morning we got together and played uh, uh did Grifflands. We thought for sure it was going to be the last episode with the horrible Mr. Smith alien um but no who, but no it it get it, it's i forgot that he has 3 siblings and this was like chapter 1 dealing with the first sibling um and he he ended up marrying his sibling off to a movie star but then i chose not to murder my own brother that's how horrible a character this character is um so yeah, uh, so yeah, so we've got maybe a couple more weeks of, of uh, Griftlands, um, and then my UK group could not get together. So yeah, it was it was pretty uh, it was a quiet week, pretty bleak on the gaming front.
1: Ouch. Well, it's interesting you mentioned mm-hmm. the killing the brother because in my Wednesday night game, mm-hmm. uh, they are currently on a mission to kill Jansen's the monk's personal mm-hmm. demons because for whatever reason in the Domain of Dread they've wandered into, their demons are, are actively, like, manifested, and therefore, in oh. theory, can be killed. Nice. But because of that, they're also now infecting the rest of the party. So <laughs> <I'm> at, <sorry. laughs> at, one, at one point in the evening last week, uh, they came across bounty hunters who were there to yeah. kill one of the party, because no one knew in the party realized that she had been, you know, accused of of murder she actually committed. Uh and the bounty hunters were also the brother of one of the party members.
0: Oh, so oh, no. So yeah, okay. so show how
1: to make a decision. Do I attack my own brother to defend my new friend or do I hand my friend over who is guilty of murder and has admitted it? Right. To be killed by my brother. Oh my goodness. I know. So the
0: brother is not only the bounty hunter but he's like you know, judge, judge, dread, you know, yeah. jury executioner. Oh yeah, she, she's not
1: wanted alive. She's wanted dead.
0: Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> um So uh, that was,
1: I mean, it, it, it's a domain of dread where demons do bad things to you. But mm-hmm. um, and that's actually how the the evening ended. Was the it was the aftermath of the battle of them all going? Oh crap! Which <laughs> they they figured out it was the demons getting to them, but they're still mm-hmm. the when push came to shove. I attacked my own brother, so yeah. So that was that was a, a great pressure point. And then my Sunday night D and D game, my Ravenloft game, is now full into into the the true curse of Strahd part. they they're out of Barovia, they're over yeah. the mountain. They skipped the 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 old bo- old bone grinder. Mm. They've rescued the Vistani girl Arabelle, which is a reminder that I have to keep working on my Slavic accent because she sounded like she was from Germany, France, and the Ukraine all at the same time. So I have, I've work ahead of me. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was, I mean, it was, it was a good night. It was, I I felt way better after last night than I did last week or this, this week than last week. I felt like I really was on, I was on point with what I was trying to get done and the players were going along with it and the story was unfolding. And yeah, so I got maybe, maybe we, hopefully we'll both have average weeks. Yeah. I'll, I'll stop sucking the fun out of everything (laughs) for you.
0: We are supposed to be back and, and stuff. So for, with, uh, Indoor adventures. We've only got a couple uh, um, sessions left with heroes uh, or masks, and we're going to then we're going to switch to uh, a game called City of Mists, and we're actually going to take our monthly campaign and make it a weekly campaign for a while, for maybe like ten story arcs, so we can explore the the City of Mists system. It's an uh, interesting mashup between like. Fate, and uh, powered by the apocalypse, it's, okay. a, it's a really interesting fusion, which is kind of the way we wrote the the monster noir we've been playing, and it was funny because we came up with that, and then I ended up playing in this one shot of City of Mists, and I went, oh, hey, we just made this game. <laughs> So uh, yeah, so it was, it, was, it was good. and we'll see how that uh, how that uh, goes. I have not been in the DM's seat for a campaign uh, streamed, that is in probably five years then in, in a weekly, situation so we'll see how it, it works i mean just like you were saying you know your first you had your first session type thing if you know 44 years in and you still get you know oh, yeah. that that excitement and the jitters and the yep. you're, you know when it starts off it, it kind of it's kind of like even any tv show you know it 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 has to kind of grind for a bit before the gears connect and 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 zoom along so
1: yeah, no, I, I totally get you. And in fact, there's a part of me that is looking forward to, in a couple of months, being able to say, you know what, I think, I think it'd be cool if you DM'd for a while and I'll just man the stream. Mm. I'll play <laughs> and do stream management and you can be in charge of all the other stuff because it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a balance. Although I did put it on my, re- I was putting it on my resume today.
0: Nice. Um, I'm
1: applying for a job specifically with a virtual academy uh, at a neighboring school district. Yeah. Um, they're not, They haven't posted any positions yet, but I'm like, you know what? I know you have a virtual academy up and running. I want you to know I have this particular skill set I've been developing. I would love to come work for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And at my point in the career, um, I get, um, I don't need the salary nearly as much as I need the year of service towards my retirement. Cause I've had my best three years of income at this point. Nice, um, I'm never nice. there were three years a couple years back that were the highest I was ever going to make. So yeah. my, my pensions are pretty much locked in unless unless something radical happens okay. in the next couple of years. Dodge <laughs> that. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. I mean, who who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, we just we're coming out of a once in a century pandemic. So yeah, I think it's possible. And Aaron here. welcome to our live audience. We're always happy to have live people hanging out with us when we podcast because it's even more fun, which also leads to the last bit of news that I need to start writing a pre-show script because I always forget to mention it at the beginning of the podcast, but we are proud partners with the Inverse Genius Network of podcasts and streaming content. Uh, you will be able to hear that on an upcoming episode of On Board Games hosted by um, Eric Dewey and Donald Dennis. And uh, we had a chance to talk about streaming gaming, and they invited me formally into the Inverse Genius family, which yes. now inc- the umbrella of over which now includes Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern.
0: Yeah, so Woo!
1: so yeah, that's um, kind of another fun, exciting thing that happened this weekend. It, it was a little weird being on somebody else's podcast where I just had to show up and talk for a while <laughs> uh, and not think about, when am I going to master this? Are we going to make the deadlines? Do we want to post it Thursday night or Friday morning? And <laughs> and all that other great stuff. But the Inverse News people are amazing. The um, Onboard Games is a great podcast if you're into board gaming. Uh, they also do uh, regular, like, just geek content. They have a show they put out every two weeks called Fort Nightly. <laughs> and it's it's just, <laughs> just talk geek. Right, uh, right. There's... Often and on i think monthly they produce on role-playing games hmm. which is nice. like just a chance to talk about what's new in the role-playing game scene that's awesome um uh, yeah they're and they're good peeps they're they're really really good peeps so so that was my weekend and then your weekend and now i think we're we're to the topic du jour which is the first time we have not had the dnd logo up hmm. we are not in the mm-hmm. dnd category today we are in the podcasts and talk shows category
0: Mm, because nice. I
1: felt really bad putting up the D and D one since we're not even like D D adjacent today.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so uh, real quick, did not talk about my actual day. So Oh yeah, so you were talking about why you're you have already drained <laughs> two thirds of your
1: glass and yeah and I just got yeah. mine from the waitress.
0: Yeah, so the um so uh, this is it's uh, coffee Kahlua Bailey's and um power combo some, yeah some peppermint uh uh coffee cre- non-dairy coffee creamer um anyway the uh so my day started i had to go to work i there was a meeting with a, a tech specialist and i had to go and so you know okay great got to the stoplight in the the main street, literally on Main Street of the the small town near the 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 village, shall we say, um, that I live by, and the light turned green, and my car went punk tunk chunk dunk flop ain't done. It, it died in the in the intersection in the middle of town. At what is rush hour in my tiny little town, and. I had to wait until a police officer came to help me push my car off the road (laughs) out of the intersection. Oh, so bad. So then waiting for a, waiting for a tow truck, it's 80 some degrees out already. And I was waiting for the tow truck, you know, um, and everything. It, it just was a rough morning. A, they believe that I broke an axle that the axle just gave out. Yep. Just was done. And, um, yeah. So, you know, happy birthday. (laughs) Well, okay. Now,
1: now think of it this way. This might be the universe telling you that for your birthday, you should buy yourself a new
0: car. Maybe, maybe I just, you know, I'll just reach into the money. Oh, wait, there's no (laughs) money to reach it. Um, yeah. So the, uh, um, it was funny uh, and it was bad. And then as I was sitting there, it pops up on my phone, the tech that I'm supposed to meet for this meeting, blah, 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 cannot make it, cancels the meeting. I I immediately, I immediately vie with my boss because I sent him a picture of my hazards blinking and me on the side of the road. Um, and because we've known each other now for 20 years and uh so i sent him the picture and i'm like hey since the meeting's canceled and i'm still waiting on a tow truck maybe i should take today off and so he's like yes you should yes you should so
1: yeah well that'll that'll definitely get you into the bar early yes yes it as it, will. it were well, that's that is that's that's not great. No. So I'm sorry that happened to you, man.
0: Yeah, well, I I spent the day digitally fishing on on a computer and dodging yard work and stuff. So you know it was, it was brutal and tough. I I don't know how I survived.
1: Okay, digitally fishing. What what game were you using?
0: Oh, uh, Cryofall. Uh, oh. In in Cryofall, it's a survival. It's a space survival game. You mm-hmm. crashed on an alien planet. Blah blah. blah. Um, and one of the th- ways you can survive is by fishing. And so, uh, as a one does, friend of mine in the faction, he uh, he he keeps making bait. It's really hard. Fishing is hard in the game because it's hard to start getting bait to continue to get fish to turn into bait. To so, but you can use alien brains to make bait. And he's been you know saving us from the Xenos. And turning it all into bait for me, so so I go by his little homestead, and he's got a he's got an ice box full of of alien brain bait for me to uh, to go fishing. <laughs>
1: and there you go. Yeah, here just said that the uh, that you made him buy the game; he hasn't had a chance to try it yet.
0: <laughs> CryoFall.
1: That sounds. I mean, I'm usually open to the survival genre, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll be honest; I, I'm so burned out on trying to make myself like Mass Effect One. That Mm. I think I'm going to go all the way back to Planet Coaster for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Just to kind of get back, um, into the groove. Yeah. Um, And so I'm I'm gonna might be working on a a theme park built around all my favorite streamers. Oh, neat. So like people might have their own, maybe a restaurant or a particular thrill ride. Um, I haven't decided yet what what I'm going to do with like the Raven armed because he's so. I mean, he's very jack sparrow but i feel like that yeah. there needs to be more than just a jack sparrow ride yeah um mm. but i've got some ideas but i might do that for a couple weeks while i wait for another game to come up that i i demoed this weekend Ooh. but or maybe i should just play more star wars
0: Yeah, it it may maybe maybe
1: oh. <laughs> um speaking of so we were we started off talking about all of our history here um and we have a you know let's open with the question from the chat Oh, sure. rather than sure. diving on the history um we have a question from Percy Og, 91. Uh, what mm-hmm. do we think about the Mandalorian? And indeed, thank you for coming to us from Brazil. It is great to have you up here. I had an amazing exchange student from Brazil my second year of teaching. Nice. Uh, back in the back in the the pre-auto-translate days, where I had to like find somebody who would help me put all of the tests in Portuguese because he spoke no English. Oh goodness. Yeah, but well, <laughs> it was, it's physics. That's like mostly math. He'll be fine, right? Right, right. <laughs> so, what do we think of the Mandalorian? I'll let you go first. Um, so,
0: I, okay, I love, uh, there's a show out of Japan, uh, Zadawaichi, it's the blind masseur, and it was, like, the longest-running show in Japanese history, you know, type thing, and, um, he's a blind, he's got a cane, and, of course, the cane is, swing, swing you know, his, his sword, and so I love that kind of show, and Kurosawa's my favorite, and I love Seven Samurai and all that. And all the spaghetti westerns I grew up watching because that was about the only TV me and my dad could settle on, um, <laughs> were those like spaghetti westerns. And so I, I adore The Mandalorian because it, it is lone wolf and cub <laughs> um, it, it's it's the the graphic novel series Lone Wolf and Cub in the Star Wars universe. Well, and it <laughs> so. it
1: hits all of those. In my opinion, it hits all the tropes and and plot elements that made the era of the American Western. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking the stuff my, my dad grew up on, uh, the the gun smoke, the rifleman, um, all those a bonanza, and made them great stories. Mm-hmm. And it just brings them up into them into with that Star Wars veneer, so that you have the mystique of it a bit, but you yep. still have all those elements that are really kind of a universal. Yeah. Like you can't get more universal than caring for something that's helpless, yes, and innocent. Oh, and and I think it, I think it really did a nice job of like of, of setting a stage for Disney, which they're leaning heavy on now. Of we can be very viable, just yeah. selling our streaming service by making really good content on it where you just you you don't subscribe because while well, it's the only way for me to see that one movie that's been you know it's, it's <laughs> finally made its way into streaming now I'll just pay you this month it's like this is this is worth the bucks yes.
0: every year yeah i mean particularly with the you got the marvel un- umbrella under it now mm-hmm. and stuff so yeah it it's just amazing i mean the the little bamboo reed uh, you know, kind yes. of thing going on and, and and stuff and and all that that samurai gunslinger tension and everything. It's just fantastic. The the uh, the the guest stars they've had on Timothy mm-hmm. Oliphant, uh as you know, as like is he Boba Fett? Oh my God, you know, no, it's, it's Boba Fett's armor. But it, it, just that and that there was, so was good. oh, and that was uh, so good. The the episode with Ahsoka, and it's just fog out over the wall, over the you know over mm-hmm. the over the wall, and the guards on thing, and then <laughs> the lightsabers come on, and oh, in the fog and the mystery and then so good so good absolutely
1: and then erin here adds in that there are so many good spaghetti westerns um, many of the modern anti-hero tropes originate there and i think that's that's true i mean you look at that, that's awesome. the storytelling one of the ones i grew up on just to go down the western road that mm-hmm. i was one of the first westerns i really watched all the way through as a kid was cat baloo <laughs> the queen of the outlaws yeah. and um and that was one that i got my first uh, touch of like what a western could be in, in a comedy genre yeah. and then because we have it in the dashboard this is the sound you were looking for
0: I can't hear it <gasps> yeah the classic
1: Oh, oh the... Uh, the, it's, it's the theme from the good the bad and the Udly, ugly on my sound alerts board I call it the tumbleweed trill because <laughs> if I said the theme from the good the bad and alien nobody would know what I was talking about oh, I'm um, I'm old But, but you know, but that's the thing too, is it really shows, I think it is an iconic sound. I think it shows how much Lucas, when he, when he put forward the script for A New Hope, which is what came out 44 years ago, he knew out of the four stories somehow, this was going to hit all of those elements of the spaghetti Western, of the samurai drama, of this new science fiction thing. Yeah. that was like starting to kind of work its way back up again from its 1940s pulp roots right like it was starting to make a comeback and, and people trusted him I mean he put out American graffiti which mm-hmm. was which performed very well in theaters yep. Um so people were like okay this Lucas guy can direct yeah he's doing this crazy thing but it's it's Lucas he just had a, a couple of pretty good films mm-hmm. let's see what happens here let's give it, let's give it a chance <laughs> and it and it really had a chance to kind of go and i think that uh, john favaro's really with uh, mandalorian has shown yeah you can trust him to do really good
0: things yes the um and, and, and so star wars had, had has had some rough road I don't know if we're are we are we far enough in? We can go to some rough road, or should we continue the Mandalorian for a minute or two? Oh, well, I, I mean, let's, we're going to
1: gonna be trust okay. me. However rough we're going to get, I'll bring us right back because I want we'll to start okay. talking about other stuff.
0: Okay, all right. Um, yeah, the I, I look forward to more more Mandalorian. I hope that that it, it goes there and and to see more content, Star Wars content come out. I I said, because, you know, I've had friends who and I have been like down on the prequels and stuff, but like I say about Marvel movies, well, I don't need to say this anymore, but when Marvel movies first started, I used to say, you know, but but having any superhero movies is better than having no superhero movies, (laughs) (laughs) and I used to say having any star wars movies are better than no star wars movies and now with the the shows coming out because clone wars was was just after the the letdown of the prequels the clone wars was was such new life Mm -hmm. you know it brought Star Wars I it, it it made it so that me and my my eldest could bond over Star Wars you know we we literally could watch the show together and the show was not just a kid's show you know the clone wars was definitely a a series that you could you could watch as an adult and then it grew with my daughter so, you know, they never, they never threw punches. They, you know, they killed people. There was, you know, murder and story and things had consequences and, and it was not written for little kids, you know? So um, yeah, yeah, that was fantastic.
1: I so I regret never getting into the, the clone wars. Mm. I've watched some of them. I think we've gotten through season into season two in our house mm-hmm. um, because it's one of those where the, the younger one, Kitty K Is very up and down about things. One day she's totally into a thing, and then and you're like, "Oh, cool, we can we can binge this as a family." And Mm -hmm. then like two days later, she's like, "Nope,
0: (laughs) nope, veto power. I don't want to watch that. Let's do something different." My youngest, same thing. Yeah, um, she gave up. She gave up on the Mandalorian before Ahsoka showed up, and so and so me and the oldest continued on with, with the series. You know. So.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Oh, and that, I think what's neat, when you look at Marvel movies parallel to Star Wars, I mean, I'll admit to you, I was not... I enjoyed watching... I enjoyed the fact that I could go see a Star Wars movie when we had the prequels. Yeah. By the end of the prequels, I was in the, hmm, these weren't very well done, was right. my thought process. And I, I often refer to the what I call the, the Peter Jackson syndrome. Right. <laughs> be, because I may have mentioned this before, which is you get big... And people have a hard time telling you maybe this isn't a good idea. Right. And and I, I, I first coined it after seeing the movie King Kong that Peter Jackson mm. did, which was one of his first major projects after Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And there were sections where I'm like, I don't even know what I'm watching here. But I, I think <laughs> I think the only reason I was the well was the ice skating with the ape in Central Park. And I'm like, this is just bizarre. I somehow have blacked that. Yeah, out there's a scene where he and the girl are sliding <laughs> mm-hmm. around Central Park on the ice. Yeah, and it's like this is just weird. This is not entertaining. This, this is just weird. But I yeah. keep thinking, how do you tell Peter Jackson, the guy who put Lord of the Rings on mm. the big screen, this is a yeah. bad idea? And I think George Lucas kind of and, and J.K. rawlings too with the editing for the last book, which I think was 150 pages too long. Um, how do you tell these big names? Are you are you sure you want to do that? Cuz I can see it being really easy to go. Excuse me. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why cuz I'm George Lucas. That's
0: why. Yes. Um <laughs> you there, the big guy. I don't care what you do. Punch him in the face <laughs> and then he's fired. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: But but all that all the joking aside, we've hit a spot now where you can say you're into Star Wars, and if someone goes, "Oh yeah, what's the best part of, of the prequel third movie?" You can go, "None of it. The movie wasn't that good," and they'll go, "Well, then you're not really into it." Because like, there's so much to be into. There's yes. room within the fandom to go. That was one of the lesser projects. I, hmm. you know, I, was, I, I wasn't feeling it.
0: Yep. Yeah, you can. You can definitely. Um, so, I. I forgot to grab something, which I'm gonna grab since we're on the prequels. Um, mm-hmm. So, when when put it this way, when they digitally remastered Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. I I was at the uh, nearing the height of my my uh, food and beverage director uh, career. I had. You know, I used to work 80, 90 hours a week, put a thousand miles on my car. I had like eight restaurants all over the the state and stuff. And um, I took a day off to see the opening 10 a.m. digitally remastered Star Wars, thinking there's no way there's not going to be a line. And then getting to the theater at 10 a.m. and like there's like four cars in the thing. Just it broke my heart. It broke Mm. my heart. I was like, who who doesn't, this is Star Wars opening again. Get there. Uh." And, And so I enjoyed the digitally remastered Star Wars opening. I have been to, okay. I have been to all but two of opening days for Star Wars movies only two of those of all the star wars movies have i not been there for opening day that was the second and the third prequel i i did not i did not go to see them the opening night um
1: i think we can forgive that i can yeah find that there are some yeah. my, now my younger cousin mm. his first star wars experience in the theater was the prequels mm. that was where he came in and, and to him, those, those, the, those are the real star Wars. Um, my brother-in-law benchmarks his home theater with episode two's opening, uh, fight scene. Oh, that's, nice. what, that's, that's what he uses to benchmark his surround sound, his audio quality. Cause he yeah. knows what it should be like. And he'll, he'll watch it 10, 15 times <laughs> over and over again when he's, when he's just redone his house because he wants a chance to, to go in and uh, and do that. Now the contrast. Well, yeah. when the remaster happened, I went and bought the new VHS. So happy. Then I noticed. That, yeah, there were some some story changes that do kind of do kind of mm-hmm. give you the, the, the heart the, the, the pains. Um, I have, a, I have a thought on that. But first, gonna, about... I can still
0: hear you. I'm going to grab something.
1: Okay. I saw the uh, when I saw the remastered reopenings. We went out at um, that evening. We saw it and we were in a college town, and I think it's the first time I've ever seen a crowd in a theater applaud during the opening credits. (laughs) And by the time we get to the, uh, we get to the, take the shot, kid, You're you're all clear, kid, take the shot, let's blow this thing. It's like people were cheering for him, (laughs) And, and it was just so much energy in the theater, uh it was it was really like not it wasn't a typical it's a not wasn't typical for movies then it slowly feels like it's becoming typical now yeah because i remember those moments the first time i saw avengers endgame yeah and 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 the on your left and just Hmm. nobody was quiet right I, i had to watch when i saw it the second time i'm like i'm paying attention for dialogue now because the first time we were making too much noise because we were all <laughs> so excited to see this happening, it was be, it was moving out of that into that shared experience. Yeah, that you don't normally
0: get when you go see a movie. So on for for Phantom Menace, it was midnight. We were we were in line. Uh, my little buddy uh, Amanda was dressed as Leia princess nice. uh, hoth princess leia so
1: be, be, be clear there were many layers Leias she, Leias,
0: yep. she was hoth with the the buns and the white and the little vest the 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 80s puffy vest kind of That's thing good costume. uh yeah and uh pat and james were jedi and we were all you know all uh raring for it and um it when when we were in the theater because it was midnight and it was obvious fans, there were laser pointers and pew, pew, you know, little, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, laser guns and all this stuff. And someone actually came out in front and, and gave an announcement that, listen, if any shenanigans, you know, kind of thing, I can't remember exactly how he said it, anything like that happens... We will stop the movie, you know. And it was so funny because but and uh, rumble rumble rumble, the crowd all going, the THX noise came up, and that theater, it was it was like it was like a vacuum of space had opened up. It was so dead quiet. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. We were all so excited. Um, and even the first 10 or 15 minutes, it was like, oh, this is going to be like saving private Jedi, you know, <laughs> lightsabers and, you know, it's the Star Wars I've always wanted. And, um, so much so that we, we were selling out of our car afterwards. We were afterwards, we were all like, what just happened? What did we see? It was like the first 10 or 15 minutes was like like a, a kung fu, you know, lightsaber samurai robot battle. And then, blam, Qui-Gon runs into Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> and it was just like, what is happening? Yeah. What is happening? So we, we literally had made uh, boffer lightsabers. Oh nice. And and these are some of the originals uh, that we had. We sold out. We were after after the movie, it's like two AM and we're in the parking lot, you know, Boffer lightsaber fighting. And and people are like, Whoa, what are those? you know, because again it was nineteen ninety-nine yep. and we're like, Oh, they're boffer lightsabers. We sold out, we sold a whole trunk full of these things and um it was so awesome i mean we had we had made even though we we really hated it um because we we're sword people um we even made some dual ended you know uh uh-huh. darth maul lightsabers and everything so it was it was funny we sold all that out and we were so excited about it and but we really, it had to sink in for a while for us. We just were like, okay, now I know how older Star Wars people felt about the Ewoks.
1: Yeah.
0: And that was, that was kind of where we were at. Because my little brother was little when, when Jedi came out. And I've always loved like fuzzy little people, you know, so the Ewoks were my jam. I loved the Ewoks even way back then. Um, As a matter of fact, my brother sent me a dancing Ewok gif today for my birthday. So that's how, how much, you know, anyway, but yeah. So like I said, we were able to go, hmm, that's really, that, that must be it. That must be how you know people who were in their 20s or 30s and big star wars fans were were felt when when ewoks were you know swinging on vines and stuff
1: it's it's been postulated that jar jar binks is now cool because the children that watched him are older (laughs) i you know and the thing is i think i actually consider jar jar not as heinous a crime as other elements of the prequels um I personally think that the running commentary of the Padres is much more something to look at and say that was, that was a miscalculation. Um, But there's so much stuff that came out of the prequels that I think were good. I think seeing the Jedi without that veneer of perfection that is constantly being presented in the uh, core trilogy Right. Is a good thing. I think it makes for good storytelling to say, look, there, there are some distinct downsides to this philosophy they've adopted. They are not perfect because they, they, we say they are. There's, there's a lot of balancing when you have a, a religious order that has tenets that sometimes need examination and reflection upon. Like, how do we handle this? Right. And are we recruiting the best people when we recruit this way? and you know how do we how do we make this all work which i thought was really neat in fact when we, we i became friends through live journal back in the day
0: with mm-hmm. a group of
1: people who do reproduction costuming mm. now they don't like the title or they didn't like the title of cosplayer because oh. to them well here's here's i think how they differentiate it they yeah. didn't do it to be in character and to walk around as someone they do it because they really enjoy recreating the costumes mm. from the films that they enjoy so it's a, it's not about i'm a big fan of this interesting period drama i want to show my interest in the period drama by dressing in this clothes It's i reproduce the dress that was worn yeah. in marie antoinette in this scene at this time but anyway, we got we became friends through Live Journal and one of our first not our first but our last big hurrah before we had our eldest was to Dragon Con. And Jenny yeah. cosplayed as pregnant Amidala. Ah.
0: So nice. she had the
1: brown that, that brown <laughs> tunic with the, yep. the pregnant she had a she had a real she was pregnant, so she had the real belly going on yeah. and everything for <laughs> it. And she said That's the best awesome. part was people Co- other people in costume would come up to her and go, oh my God, how'd you get your belly so real? And not realizing that it wasn't costume, we just put their hands right on it thinking yeah. it's a pad. Uh uh-huh. And she's like, that's because there's baby in there. And then the, the universe reaction of, oh, oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Sorry, space. Sorry, I'm bad. Um,
0: This looks so real, Poke. Poke, Poke, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: wow, that beard's really like on there. Um, And the great irony of it was she got no special treatment at the con like none like she (laughs) stood in line with everybody else she had to fight for chairs with everybody else she had to wait five elevators with everybody else two years later we finally get to go to a convention again and Mm -hmm. she pulls the costume out and makes an empathy belly for it so she makes a little patty and she's wearing it felicia day spots her waiting for the elevator says, oh no, no 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 you're not waiting you're pregnant come here and before she can say a word has dragged her in the elevator and her handler has pushed the close button so she got a private elevator ride with Felicia Day who mistook her for actually being pregnant right and that weekend she had people put in chairs out for her she got to cut in lines like she got all the perks that she didn't get the first time through which is the only way we left without feeling yeah. like terrible people right right <laughs> but like she, she's like a saturday she's like this i don't think i can wear this costume anymore people keep treating me like i'm pregnant I'm like remember how they didn't treat you so great two years ago this is karma
0: yeah it's the the karmic the karmic twist
1: so so yeah there i mean those are kind of neat um what was okay let's let's do it who shot first
0: no <laughs> uh han is said and done that's that's a that's a that would be such a point of contention that i uh, the some of the essays and things that came out of that Mm -hmm. because it was early you know internet and and um you know online everything in the world Mm -hmm. um really did um really did (laughs) expound and, and make that great it it like um ear was saying they bought the VHS and uh, of the of the digitally remastered um well it was at a time that i mean literally when we saw it and went what what just happened you know i i'm sitting there and i'm like i this is you know this is what madness feels like i i didn't know what to think i was he's a scoundrel that is, this is a thing, you know, it, it, it was so, it was so anti-hero spaghetti. Western It was the thing. It, it's which, it, it, it's sh- what,
1: what they would have done in Gunsmoke.
0: Yes. A corn, it's a cornerstone of who Han is, you know, he is not the typical hero. He is a bad guy who does good things and has the heart of gold but
1: it it's but got not some... the liver or the lungs yes, exactly or the... <laughs> it's
0: got it's got bumper rails on it
1: <laughs> yeah the classic line what good's a reward if you're not around to spend it
0: exactly um which uh,
1: i actually used to my ta- that i used that quote talking to students who had fallen behind during the pandemic because mm. they were you know they got sick or their family got sick I'm like well, what's the point of of surviving high school if you don't you know have a family to enjoy post high school with <laughs> right. it's okay it's right. okay um but and and it's interesting because lucas has come out yet again on it mm. and he has doubled tripled down that if the technology had existed to do the effects he wanted yeah in 1976 when it was in production he yeah. would have had what we saw in the remaster that it was just too hard to do the effect so they settled on
0: han shooting first wow i that is one of those those moments like the pistol in indiana jones (laughs) that that i'm so glad happened you know i mean they for anybody who hears this and doesn't know in indiana jones yeah harrison ford was so sick that he couldn't do the fight scene. And he said, can I just, you know, draw my pistol and shoot the guy? And they were like, yeah, let's try that. And they did it. And it was, it was amazing. It is the, it is the shot first of Indiana Jones, as it were. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I, I, it was beautiful. And I, I'm now, I, cause I never knew that. I never knew that he had come out yep. and said if he had had the tech, he would have done it that way. No way. Never.
1: Well, I... and that's, that's the thing. The remaster, and, and Aaron here brings it up too, is, is that idea that he rides in a stolen spaceship, scams everybody, and he's going to shoot second. Right. Um, he's going to wait to see if this guy actually murders him or not before acting in self-defense. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know what's interesting? I'm sure if you do some digging, you will find a full legal analysis mm-hmm. as to whether or not Han had the right, based on what state you live in, or where the essay was written, mm-hmm. to to use lethal force under those circumstances. Yeah. And, uh, from what a little I know about the law, at least in Michigan, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, he was. He was legally justified. He had every reason to defend himself because bodily harm was imminent. Yep. yep. So um, the walkie-talkies in place of Jedi swords. I, oh. That's, what's that a reference to? I know I should it's, know that. It's
0: E.T., it's ah. E. T. In E. T. They they remade it where the FBI agents or whoever they were, the men yes. in black, had walkie talkies instead of their their sidearms. Uh, when they digitally remastered it, they 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 masked out the the guns and that put the in walkie talkies and put in walkie talkies to make it more kid friendly kind of thing. That's interesting. So, um, yeah, you know I can
1: you know in some ways though, as much as I might not feel my family needs that i can appreciate Mm -hmm. it to a degree Mm -hmm. Um, i know that my son and i just to deviate off a little bit did a comedy routine for his fourth grade talent show no fifth grade (laughs) talent show his fifth grade talent show and we did who's on first right but we reskinned it with the opening (laughs) line of well if you're gonna play with me and my friends uh on overwatch you're gonna have to learn my friends names you see who plays reinhardt what plays diva and i don't know plays mercy (laughs)
0: <laughs> and
1: we we did the whole routine i mean we're right down to well, i don't care who's playing Mer- what 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 the guy's name is plays mercy no what plays diva i don't care who plays diva no 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 who plays our i'm not asking i don't know no, no no he plays mercy we're not talking about him we, we awesome. went whole hog but the mistake we made was mm-hmm. early on in the routine we referenced the this is overwatch it's a game where it's a it's a, a competitive shooter game yeah. And the principal of the building approached, uh, called us that night and said, we need to talk about the talent show. I think it's great that you're doing a comedy routine with your son. It's very cute, but we, we have some concerns. Right. And it right. wasn't anything outside of, don't mention guns or shooting.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I thought, yeah. really? Really? Okay. You know, don't. Okay. in uh, <laughs> no, my school. Yeah. No, not, again, not to show like the old man, but, uh, you know, people, I, yeah, hunting, hunting was so big when we were kids. I went to a triple A school and November 15th, the opening day of deer season was, was, was not a day. I mean, there's like, there was like between four and 6,000 kids at this high school that we went to. And they literally gave us the day off because it's your dad's taking season. you
1: out of school anyways.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So,
1: yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm totally down with that. It's also funny because I'm, I'm in the car driving a few years <laughs> ago and we've got the Lego Star Wars movie playing oh, in the car. Nice. And there's a scene where a bunch of stormtroopers are talking to Han and Han just blasts them. Yeah. And C3B goes, well, that's interesting. Han shot first and han goes well of course i shot first why wouldn't i shoot first to which c3 goes well this is a point of mass debate and contention and then he kind of waddles off the screen because he's lego c3po and i'm laughing i almost crashed the car yeah and the kids are like what what's so funny dad I'm like you <laughs> you have no idea how deep that particular well has been dug
0: yes yes there that the is leg- there's a whole thing there all the lego movies are amazing oh so- yeah so the lego um, star
1: wars stuff is like primo um speaking of october i would get up the friday off from school so you could go hunting parenting uh, there you mm-hmm. go yeah yeah that's i mean depending on where you're from um the level of commitment to the opening of, of hunting season is can be a real big thing and michigan in particular yep. in the u.s where we're both from is that is definitely a thing
0: uh real quick and then back to star wars but uh <laughs> michigan and texas are the only two states of the 50 states where you can hunt if you're legally blind <laughs> <laughs> just saying that's there a it little is.
1: that's <laughs> a little terrifying right there yes. um <laughs> yes but it was it's it's neat though and the thing i think is really fun as we as we've got the mandalorian we've got the bubba mm-hmm. fett series coming mm-hmm. which they've they teased at the end of mandalorian It's going to be like the new, I think, I think we're actually done with the Mandalorian as the show. I think they're they're All that creative juice is now going into the Bubba Fett series. Right. Which I am deeply excited for. Um, but then we also have like rogue one and which did really well. And I, I really liked solo. Yeah. Because I thought it got a little back to some of the, the humor that made Mm -hmm. episode four, like not be so dire. Yes. Um, and the Empire Strikes Back had some good moments in it. Return of the Jedi was pretty dry, relatively speaking.
0: There was except the for Ewoks.
1: Elements, except for the Ewoks. Yep.
0: yep. Um. So. Yeah. I I yeah. I fight tooth and nail for Solo and Rogue One all the time. I have I I have individuals who do not like Solo yeah i think solo is a fun saturday afternoon eat popcorn you know type movie it would be something when we were kids we would ride our bikes into town and catch a matinee it is a matinee movie it when the trench scene when when hans off to war and he's in the trenches I mean, that is, again, goosebumps. I I just, I'm like, Star Wars slash 40K. You know, Warhammer 40K crossover. There's these trenches and massive war machines and lasers. And yet you got to fight by hand because you got counter stuff to the lasers. And I, just fabulous. Utterly fabulous. Uh I I love that scene. Um,
1: Well, and it, it, it. It did, I think, what it set out to do, which is set up some of the reasons that Han is the way Han is. Mm-hmm. And maybe, and you could, you, we could talk. The problem I think it bumped into a little bit more than Rogue One did is it was fighting against 30 plus years of people's head cannons. Yeah. They had in their brain said, this is the road that led to this. And then someone said, well, yeah, but we're going to tell our own version of that story and it's going to be the official version and yeah. i think it was really hard for people to go in and then i think the mandalorian's been been lucky it hasn't had to fight that right because it again what's what's everyone's head on a random mandalorian mercenary
0: right uh the people who care are the ones who like the star wars is a dark universe I mean, it is a dark, horrible universe. It, it it it's not it's not clean. It's not pretty. No. There are, there are clean and pretty places, but the universe itself is not. Ewok is a delicacy. You know people eat other sentient races. This is not a not it is not Star Trek. It is Star Wars. Y- y- Wars. You
1: know, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I had a chance at a panel in uh, at Dragon DragonCon one time to there was Jonathan Frakes, Gates McFadden and Brent Spinner. And oh, okay. I was I was a little excited because I wanted to hear their take as actors who were deep into the culture mm-hmm. on the difference between Star Trek, which is an incredibly optimistic view of mm-hmm. the future and a lot of what has come since. Mm-hmm. uh when you because you look at star wars which was about a contemporary if mm-hmm. you to be, to be fair and then you look at um Battlestar galactica the reboot which was it was huge at the time are very gritty views yeah. of the science fiction worlds that are not yeah everything will work technology will help free humanity as much as technology just, just keeps perpetuating the crap that humanity is going through and what's interesting to me is all three of them just they they they, they hand waved it
0: mm.
1: with a well you know star trek's not that great there's that whole romulan war on the borg i'm mm. not sure where you think this future is so great and because <laughs> it's a con and you asked your question there was no opportunity for me to go i'm sorry you didn't really answer <laughs> the question yeah do you have an opinion on and and i think that might have been their way of saying we don't have opinions on big ticket items. We're just actors. Right. Um, I know Brent Spinner was tired of being asked how he made the decision that Data would do certain things in different episodes. I mean, the number of times that poor man leaned into the microphone and went, because it was in the
0: script that I didn't write. Yeah, there's there's a great Saturday Night Live episode uh, where William Shatner is on the show and, and it's it's like he's in the panel like that, and the the I can't remember who the actor was, but they're like in episode forty seven when you went to your safe. What was the combination of the safe? <laughs> and Shatner, you know, just comes out with some line like you just said because it was in the script. I it's it's that line of of thinking you know and to to veer a little more galaxy quest which is the the pun movie of star trek you know and and stuff so yeah it's i don't i i just read the lines that are there i you know uh i yeah i'm an actor i don't know how to fly the
1: ship i just push the stuff exactly Um, yeah and you know it's it's an interesting thought to go down this road more um we are gonna probably back at our DD roots for at least four more episodes after this maybe we'll keep making every fifth episode we'll sneak in a we're old nerds let's talk about this other thing <laughs> um, and I did say in chat but I did not we did not call it out as has joined the audience today as he's one of my gamers from Sunday nights um, and he's playing doing an amazing job of learning how to play a paladin the old-fashioned Ooh. way like here's a character sheet good luck yeah uh, and so it's it's a blast uh, to do that game solo I mean I liked solo I liked I think that the difference though still is we don't have that. We didn't know what to expect. And when you think about um, the prequel trilogy, yeah, there was a lot of heavy lifting uh, done by fans about what came before Star Trek Yeah, as to what came after. I, I don't think everyone's commitments were as heavy mm. except for, and hello, bad wolf, except for the quote, what luke would do right and i'm not gonna lie i'm I'm gonna go i'm I'm gonna go on this for a minute anyone who says that when luke took the saber and chucked it over his shoulder and said f this i am done yeah has no idea what it's like to be a teacher has (laughs) zero concept of what it's like (laughs) to feel like you have failed students yeah that people have entrusted you they have come to you with an open heart, and you have totally blown it in your mind, whether you did or not, you have no concept of what that can do to you emotionally. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying that in a negative way, I'm not saying that to get down on anybody, but I can tell you as someone who has, who has watched people struggle to learn, and mm-hmm. thought this job is hard, it's emotionally draining, I felt every moment where Luke said, F it, I'm not taking any more students. And that was yeah. before we even knew what the backstory on it all was right we just knew he's like i'm done teaching people stuff yep like i felt that so in my
0: bones
1: (laughs) and i was i was really anxious to see the second episode because i wanted to see where they were going to go with this right you know we've established that luke is not on board what happened to him
0: right i i think one of the big uh, just Disjointed pieces that they, I think they did a really good job in the Clone Wars series of of, of of explaining was how how Anakin just was like, I mean it, it it so felt like just click oh I'm evil now you know and he, he just marched off to the dark side. There was an old Flash cartoon where uh, it's it's Anakin and and he's like oh, I'm, I'm on the dark side now. I mean, I get to choke people with the force and, you know, lightning. I get lightning. It's totally boss. You know, where you're just like, because that's what it felt like. It just felt like, oh, guess I'm evil now. And so, like I said, those movies were like two hours long, two plus hours each. You couldn't have put a little more of the, what was happening to anakin in there and you know because i'm sorry when lucas came out and said well these are kids movies yes kids love political galactic political intrigue <laughs> yes i i've always thought that eight-year-olds are like well if the only the senate could get the votes together to pass you know to get past the it came from the chamber of the house and... you know
1: you're never too young to learn about
0: congressional deadlock okay
1: exactly I in, the, in the in the america we live in Best. i think i like my nine-year-old understanding what it's like to have one person hold up you know all the ways that she can be uh, better off in the world i'm just gonna put that out there
0: yeah, I I get it. I I understand. Daddy, currently. where's my bu- no, I'm not nope nope, 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 <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> nope. Nope, 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 nope. Goodness gonna stop myself right <laughs> <on there>.
0: <laughs> well, now. To,
1: no, to be fair, there's a fun story I remember from the a uh second or third or fifth anniversary special. Oh no, it was when they put Star Wars on television. Mm. They did an hour long special beforehand, mm-hmm. uh which we also recorded separately off the television onto vhs tape yeah which was great because i could watch star wars whenever i wanted at one point as long as i fast forwarded through the commercials (laughs) but they did an hour-long special and apparently like mark hamill was handed a a form that said what would you like from the merchandising department Mm. and at the time they were planning a poster a Mm t-shirt and an lp of the soundtrack yeah so he just wrote on the form one of everything (laughs) <laughs> and i think you know, the they're the, in the joke being that he has like one of everything which means right. he has like warehouses because yeah. under contract they have to send him one of everything because that was his original contract oh, from the new hope awesome. which you could have whatever you wanted from the merchandising department so right. we, whereas I think Harrison Ford wrote down two t-shirts and an LP. Right. That's what he got. Yeah. But there's a signed contract. Um, oh my goodness. But I think I think Lucas realized that part of the the Star Wars franchise was selling toys. Yeah. And he did not he he did not want to bite that hand, so he he tried to be true to his outline and at the mm-hmm. same time figure out how to keep kids playing with the toys, right? And how to get those toys into as many hands as he could get them into. No. Um, I think f- on the flip side of that, with the sequel trilogy, they cared mm-hmm. a lot less about the toys.
0: Yeah.
1: And and my prop for oh, hey, yeah, let me I'll grab it. sure. sure. I, I think that's a big difference. Is that that trade off? I have one prop in here.
0: Okay, I'll show toys. Well, you do that. Uh. I, I showed it early on, but I have a collection of TIE fighters. Oh hey, A A Wing. Woohoo! Okay, right, let me get back in. Yep. I was
1: so geeked to get this for Christmas. Cause this is not this isn't the this isn't a this is not a revenge of the um sorry, Return of the Jedi A-Wing. This is the uh Tally is the pilot a wing oh, and nice. to see for me as a as a father of, of a young yeah. old, of, a, of a father period as well yeah. as a star wars fan and a father of a girl to yep. not just see a woman flying in a wing
0: yeah. but to
1: see a woman in charge of a squadron yeah to yeah. see her in the leadership role i mean it was like i was so pumped for that movie knowing a little bit of that that character backstory yeah I'm like, all right yeah we're getting this and then they blow her up so right. <laughs> um which i think i think i get where they were going i think of all my disappointments oddly enough of star wars the decision to be so total at the end of episode eight was one of the ones i had a hard time with that that sense of like here's some like i would love to see more of her character And the relationship she had with the other pilot. Because you know there's a crap ton of story there. Yeah. But it's it's like Rogue One. How do you tell that story without leaving on a don't forget, she dies. Pointlessly.
0: Uh, Again, uh, I have said this too much. Huh? Rogue? my, My Star Wars top Tier, blah blah blah. A New Hope is the first because it is a fantasy story in in space. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's got space samurai and and all that. Rogue One is my second favorite Star Wars movie because it is basically Kurosawa's Seven Samurai with you know in space <laughs> with laser guns and and whatnot. I, or the Magnificent Seven, or whatever you know. It is it's it's beautifully done. It has all the amazing checkboxes uh, that that are there. Those are my top two Star Wars movies of all time. I think for
1: so. me, um, I'm gonna stay with A New Hope as I'm gonna stay with as as a traditional. Like I got my teeth cut um, mm-hmm. on. Star Wars with that as my first entry point and mm-hmm. it's hard it's 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 the it's hard not to hold it up as like the greatest of them plus it's the one that I also think is really neat to see the ongoing um to see all the story elements that are so traditional yeah like I like the fact that I can talk to like my my English co English teacher partners and remind them, you can cover the whole storyline of a good plot by just yeah. getting the big points in Star Wars and New Hope. It follows a very good template that yeah. makes for an epic tale. Um, I, for number two, there's a lot of places to go. I, the Force Awakens, I thought, was actually a really good Star mm-hmm. Wars film. Yeah. It, it followed a very similar rising, falling action. I'm not going to lie. Um, the last one. I really kind of liked. Hmm. I, and and for me, the big part, I know, I know everyone gets down on Ray for the way the last movie ends. Right. And I think what I took away from that, and this is why I really I personally like the ending of it all, is Skywalker has become a name that is synonymous with heroism. Yeah. And in that moment, um Ray's does what she does to to bring peace she she as best she can she lays her mentor to rest hmm. and then she makes a decision i am going to be a hero from now on yeah and to me there is nothing more profound than someone who takes that kind of an oath right i am i'm i'm not born to be amazing i'm not born to save the, i am making a choice that from now on i am a hero and to me that's really profound and powerful um and i think that's why we had that moment of the the force ghost going okay yeah you you go do that girl (laughs) we're we're cool with that um which is why it's like again it's hard for me to to pick given that i really like that part of it there were some parts i'm like "Eh," but then again too, the fan service of seeing wedge yeah who somehow never dies Right. <laughs> like, I don't know what planet he was born on, but I used to consider Wedge my favorite character. Yeah. Because he's, awesome. he's always part of the big stuff. Mm-hmm. He never gets killed somehow. He never gets targeted. <laughs> like, at no point in any of the movies that he appears in does anyone say, get that X-Wing, get that Snowspeeder. <laughs> it's like, somehow no one notices him, yet <laughs> He, I mean, let's, let us he covered Luke's backside and saved it in, yep. in A New Hope. He brought down the AT-AT in mm-hmm. um, Empire Strikes Back. He was there to take out the power regulator in mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. Yep. He goes into retirement for a couple of years, and there he is manning the turret on the Millennium Falcon in the last movie. So um, it's like,
0: dude. <laughs> so there's this. There's this movie called Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. They're background characters in Macbeth. And it's a movie about Macbeth told from those two characters' yep. point of view. That's what we need. That's what we need. We need the Wedge Antilles story where it's just this background thing, you know. Um, my my buddy, Muddy, uh, he always writes these these just amazing – he loves Porkins, right? Oh, He loves yes. Porkins. and so he writes all these just these beautiful little interesting intricate little snippets about like you know jack jack porkins and 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 goes and, and puts these diatribes out that are just so fantastic
1: yep there's um there's a guy who's in the uh, rebel alliance um, cosplay group who mm. who does do like he does hospital visits as porkins and he gets he gets both thank you cards and condolence cards oh so, some kids will send him send him cards saying we're really sorry you blew up you were a lot of fun to meet yeah um, he i think he got one card that was addressed to porkins wife your husband is an amazing pilot oh. um and it's like because but he i mean he looks the part he right. looks like the actor who played the original porkins so he he hams it up he has a great time um and that's something else too. I guess I have a shout out as we kind of wind down here. We're at, we're at six twenty, mm. so we're about the end of our show. Oh, wow! Um, wow. I know. This, hey, talking Star Wars. Time goes fast. We both are just like D D. We're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will do a shout out to um, the Imperial. That's the the five hundred first Stormtrooper Brigade, and the Rebel Alliance costuming slash cosplay groups. Depending on where you fall on the spectrum, they really don't mm-hmm. judge either way. As long as you are at their standards for authenticity right which is like a reenacting group you have to hit a certain benchmark everything has to be uniform um they do amazing work besides just being nerds who get together in costumes Um, uh, they get to participate with in some ways they get the fun of participating in big star wars events by being present and Mm -hmm. being in costume but then there's so much charity work they do Nice. Where they will go into a hospital and they'll do a you know just a, a visit around they 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 visit cancer wards they've been to St Jude several times um, and for the the families and the kids who just who just need that yes
0: absolutely you're not a member are you no 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 but uh, you know me I, I, I oh, yeah I, I, I love my bits and bobs you know uh, mm-hmm. Invader action and even. Uh-huh even a little little uh kylo rep here you know um.
1: oh yeah yeah and that's just i mean I, I i have so much respect for what they do as far as giving back to the communities they live in mm-hmm. um it is not easy i've tried a couple of times to be part of coordinating uh, a visit it is not easy to set up yeah. um, there's a lot of protocols that are involved and they've they're good at it so you know just a shout out to those those people who do that volunteer work um who take the fandom and they they do community service through it. That's just such a neat thing. That is sweet. So what have you got
0: coming up this week? Uh, this week, we've got one of the uh, the last two episodes of our masks campaign on Thursday night at 8.30 uh, cent- or EST, uh, Eastern Standard Time, over on Indoor Adventures uh, channel. Uh, that's at 8.30. And then I'm uh, back on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday morning with uh, some grift lands, uh, that's variety streaming. That's on my channel, gray bear Tavern. And, um, then back here next Tuesday to talk about whatever we decide to talk about then.
1: Sweet. Well, I, um, I think we're talking, I think we're going to do our review of van Richten's guide. Perfect. Okay. So, Great. um, I should have some time to study cause I think my big drama for the week is going to ra- I think I'm ready for this week. I can start hmm. studying it and seeing what I get out of it. Um, We'll see. But yeah, for me, tomorrow night is the continuation of the Homebrew adventure for my Candlekeep group. It might be our last session for about a month. No, we're going to let Jessie have some time to move to Sweden. Right. Um and then start to figure out how her sleep schedule is going to let her keep playing, but she mm. has sworn mm. she intends to keep playing with us um in perpetuity. Right, so she's right. literally just going to say I'm going to work A Wednesday, and then I'm going to take a nap, and then I'm going to get up at two in the morning and game with you guys, (laughs) and then sleep in, and then work a Thursday. Yeah. So we're hoping that'll work out for her. Um, And then Friday, Saturday, I'm probably going to be doing random game streams. I'm I've got Mm -hmm. all kinds of things I'm debating because I need to tide me over for the release of Scarlet Nexus, which I had a chance to play and it's awesome.
0: Nice.
1: So I'm really excited for that, but it doesn't release for a month, so I need to get there in my plan of Mass Effect. is mm. just not going to carry me so i might go, like i mentioned earlier i might go back to my roots and planet coaster
0: yeah yeah and play
1: some of that or um i'll keep kind of poking around with other action rpgs i downloaded this i have never played the star wars one that just came out a couple um, years back it's on xbox yeah. it's on game pass i'm like oh well, maybe i'll get some miles with that and see if that Give scratches my
0: itches oh my god just star wars video games we could do an hour on oh god all right Someday. You know, so Someday. you push
1: down on the button and push down on the joystick, and that fires the tow cable, um, <laughs> yes. which I could never get to work. I don't know how people did. Um, but, and then Sunday is I'm back to the Curse of Strahd. And hey. my, um, my Ravenloft game is going to continue. And 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 hope hmm, hopefully we will see a slightly better accent.
0: Mm.
1: Now, that still sounds
0: really French. I my I I when yeah when I played in it, my character Stechen, I just did German because I can do German. So yeah. he wasn't exactly from Barovia. He was his his village had been absorbed by the Dreadland or uh uh Dreadlands? Not Dread.
1: Domain of Dread.
0: Domain of Dread, thank you. Yep. So So yeah, so that'll be Sunday night. I'm gonna keep
1: working on my Slavic accent for poor Arabelle, mm. who who can't tell which way is up. Um <laughs> And we'll, we'll get it to work. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it eventually. At the very least, they know when it's Arabelle talking. So yes. um, if you're listening to the podcast, we appreciate you with the download. Uh, one of the best things you can do for us besides downloading the show is leave a review on iTunes. It helps elevate the show in the standings, gives people an idea of what's out there. It makes discovery so much easier for everybody else. If you're listening on other platforms, if they have a rating system, just leave a review. We don't care if it's good or bad. We just appreciate any and all feedback for the podcast uh make sure you check us out we down the post the show usually thursday or friday so you can enjoy it with your weekend and um and we appreciate it also thank you again for allowing us in and and this is a proud part of the inverse genius network until the next time we all get together graybeard Mm. party and thought
0: oh uh watch more star wars
1: and if you can do it safely Mm Mm-hmm. Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern is a proud part of the Inverse Genius network of content. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice. They give valuable feedback for the hosts and help others find this amazing content.